Welcome along to this week's episode of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and I'm here with Brian and Kevin. Each week we'll be taking a look at some of the endless stream of content that is delivered to us through Netflix, Disney+, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Crave, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever content is delivered to people, we will be watching a chunk of it, and we will then be talking about it. As a result, this is a very spoiler-heavy kind of podcast, so if you find us about to talk about a show you haven't seen, be warned, we're going to talk about the show. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast and maybe giving us a follow over on Instagram or Twitter. All of our socials are at The Endless Cast. We are starting with the structure of all of the Marvel shows that are going to get us through this year. So we're going to look at the first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier and Falcon? I got that backwards. Which way is it? No, right the first Winter time. Soldier. Falcon and Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. You yeah, um, you got it right the first time. Yeah. So we're coming into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier after WandaVision, basically. Like that's that's what sort of spurred this on that we sort of spotted the structure of like we can we can do a brief podcast here and have a chat about week on week episodes, especially as we roll into like Loki and um are there any more shows from them this year? Like the I know they've got movies slated, but I think that's it for the shows this year three shows i think loki's gonna be six episodes probably so that will bring us up to mid-june and then eternals is supposed to come out november then i guess so there'll be a bit of a gap i'm sure they'll have like then they'll start the hype machine for for that and then you know black widow might not come out until june anyway so there'll be kind of something in between that and eternals i guess like we had um we had no Marvel content in the year of 2020, the year of our Lord, 2020. So everybody was really, I feel like everybody was very, very hyped for WandaVision when it started. And I think the expectations got way blown out of control. Um, I think so. Yeah, like fan theories are a bit wild. I don't, I don't, I don't, like I personally don't really look into fan theories. To be honest, I just like to watch the show take it like the universe it's in and just enjoy it but fans definitely nowadays I suppose with, with just like the internet and being able to discuss it and stuff with like minded people they go a little bit wild on it I don't really do it um, I, I thought this the Quicksilver thing was worth the payoff for a boner joke for a boner joke <laughs> yeah the um, I, I think that that's a big part of it is like people really wanted something to sort of like because if you think about it, we haven't kind of gone a year without a Marvel product since 2008? When was Iron Man? Yeah, 2008, I think, yeah. 2008, that's a long goddamn run, and every year we've had something to sort of push the push the story forward or push mm. the, the, the universe on a wee bit. So, especially off the back of Endgame and Far From Home, you know, like the, the John Krasinski, Reed Richards thing, was um i don't know was it was a runaway wish list you know people wanted to see and then when monica referred to um the aerospace engineer who'd have a real field day building the the vehicle to get into the hex you know i think that was a nice if that was the subtlest of hinted it um people got away carried away with themselves thinking he was going to show up in the last Two episodes. God, really? I, I think I, I followed all the theories and they were fun, but there was no point where I was just like sold on it. I was like, this is this is kind of fun speculation, but people really like read into stuff that just was not there to support it. You know, like they were talking about like the FBI witness and stuff and they were like, oh, you know, this is a red herring and this was a misdirect. And it's like, it it wasn't <laughs> like that, that's just that's just but people it, went it, fucking bananas it's like you know? conspiracy theories but it's like conspiracy theories in general it's just like just it's it's never as interesting as it seems you know uh, like I, I like the show but i just like i said i don't i just i don't know it's like i i just don't read into it as much as you know I don't, like even if like i'm, I'm like you know i can listen to a, a hypothetical you know, prediction of how it's going to go or whatever, you know, that's fine. But I just don't, I don't like latch on to anything. And, oh, I really hope for that. You know, I can, I, yeah, cause I feel that definitely ruins the experience. I, I'm, I'm easy just to sit down and watch it and 
you know, whatever they unfold, it's it's. Well, I think there's an element of like, Endgame was so huge, and the concepts that they're dealing with in Endgame were so huge, but we got there through very small incremental change from Iron Man all the way up. So to think that they were going to introduce the X-Men are going to appear and the Fantastic Four are going to appear and um, Captain America might pop up and like that all of this, all of these things were so hugely going to appear were like, would have been great crack, but they would have been, it, it would have just been like, premature you know I, I can be i can be grass about it but it would just, just like blowing their load in a tv series they're gonna slow roll for another decade here you know mm. yeah. yeah one of my friends was like disgusted that quicksilver wasn't quicksilver and it's just like like to be fair though it's like it's it's like the, okay it's the mcu so like we know quicksilver died you know and this guy coming in there i thought i thought it was really cool i didn't really i never read it much into that he was going to be quicksilver really you know but it was like it was a good. It was like it's like why wouldn't you if you're gonna do it just have that guy in it? Like it's a it's a it was a fun thing to do, you know. But uh, it's like it was never. I, I just like sure Quicksilver was in a different timeline altogether. As in like even in like the sixties or seventies or whatever he was or the eighties. It's like it's, I I just don't understand how people really thought that that was gonna tie the X Men movies into the MCU. I, I, I think I it was more that there was going to be the introduction in. of the multiverse because Doctor Strange is going to be. I know, but, about that and bond is going to be in it so it wasn't so much about bringing those characters into that universe it was just more that here is the first instance that we see of you know what the multiverse is and like they they you know they kind of dropped hints about wanda being you know the the kind of nexus being or whatever um so i i can see how they they kind of thought that but you know, it was also just a, a kind of a meta gag. It was just like, it was a way to kind of wink at the audience and say like, Wanda doesn't trust this. Wanda didn't do this. It like, so it, it's a way to kind of, you know, let the audience know there's something else afoot here. Be suspicious. Wanda's suspicious. And what better way to do that than have a little meta thing saying, hey, look, we recast, you know, they recast Pedro. And and then they, 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 they even, you know, like they, 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 put a hat on it and said what they recast pietro you know like that was it but people people were like like yeah people wanted that to be the first instance of and that was such a good that was such a good um like even within the framework of the show and the sitcom parodies and there's like this pretty heavy sort of bewitched influence in that in the sitcom stuff that Mm. they do and like they just recast her husband. Like Dick York became yeah. Dick Sargent or vice versa. Yeah. They just swapped out white men at one point and was just like, no one will notice. Got Dick in his first name. Nobody looks past Dick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought I'd, like, I liked it, you know, and uh, like kind of, oh, I was going to say something there. But, uh, but you yeah, know, like kind of, you knew, I think going into it, that like kind of, it's all in her head. So it's like kind of, you know, nothing, like it's like, it's like, it's almost like, any of this stuff is like potential to be not canon, you know. Uh, doesn't like it's, it's it's a good it's a good kind of toy box to play in because you can just do what the, you want, um, you know. The idea that Ultron was going to come back in that other Vision body, like, I, I, but, I hate Ultron as a character, and that's just like, my bias the, from the. Comics. There was there was nothing to support that either, and like I, I don't I don't see why they would even do it because, like, you know, pretty much anything Whedon has touched now has kind of become like age of ultron was very much you know they handed it over to him because the first film was such a success but he came in and directed that like he and he you know he he kind of polished up the script and he added things to it but the the basic outline for the story was was it zach penn did it i think i'm not sure i can't remember but essentially like that there was that story was there kind of before he came and he added his uh his kind of touch to it but you know Ultron then was very much a Whedon creation, you know, in, in terms of like how he's characterized in the film. And it's a bad film. Like there's so much about it is bad, you know. Um, even like somebody pointed out, like like the film should have opened with that scene from WandaVision where, you know, the, 
the apartment is hit by the bomb. It's like, why does the, why doesn't Age of Ultron open with that? Like they've given them this backstory and then they talk about it. And it's such a power, such a powerful thing in the TV show. And it's cool that we got to see it in the TV show, but yeah, like the, the Age of Ultron was, was kind of a, it was kind of a misfire. And why would they revisit it to bring back James Spader? Especially when like you've got Spader versus Brolin. They've got like two versions of a CGI villain and an actor and like Thanos is fucking mm. superb. Like Th- Thanos, everybody was worried that Thanos was going to be like, you know, Steppenwolf essentially what Steppenwolf is in, in Justice League. And he's brilliant. Um, and Spader in Age of Ultron is just kind of James Spader doing James Spader. It's like, why would they bring that back? Like it's, there's nothing suge- to suggest that Ultron's back on the guards. And why would you even want it? Because like I said, yeah, it was just, well, the, the the thing the thing the thing with Ultron is that he, um, I I mean in the comics anyway. I, I think I said this to you before. It's why I, I think I stopped buying Avengers comics after my sixth bloody Return of Ultron story, and it was just like this fucking robot just sticks himself on a USB, and somebody just boots up a new fucking piece of hardware, and we're never going to be rid of this goddamn robot. And I just got. Oh, yeah, it just frustrated me with comics, but it, it's interesting that you bring up the sort of like the the opening of Ultron there because I think that that tied in with the end of a series of Agents of Shield. Yeah, I think so. So you get there, there's I I didn't watch it. I, I might be talking at my ass here, but I I have a feeling if I'm remembering right that like. You get to the end of the climax of the series of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Coulson goes, we found the staff, what do we do now? We call in the big guns and then you cut to the opening of... Yeah, and it doesn't work. Like, I remember just when the film started with that scene and I was just like, this is not how you open a film. Like, you you know, you can you can dive straight into something in, you know, that's already in process, in progress, you know, but the way it happened was just so... There was kind of no build up to it, you know, especially when you compare it to like how the Winter Soldier opened like a year or two before, you know, and they're they're on the the helicarrier and like there's there's the briefing about like what the objective is, what they're going in to do or whatever. And instead, like it's the first time you've seen them together since the previous film and you just launch straight into it to go up against a bunch of like no context it's just like this isn't satisfying well, i'm trying to go straight for that big group shot yeah and it it, it just it just like, doesn't work at all it's just oh, god i hate that film <laughs> <laughs> um and then that brings me to my next little thing which is i saw some suggestion again all of my uh i do a lot of asterisking all of my uh notes here are based on half red headlines and half green tiktoks where someone suggested um, any of the TV content outside of Disney Plus is not necessarily canon anymore. They're really grain assaulting anything that happened outside of Disney Plus. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 not like though. I the way I've been looking at it since like before they even wrapped up on Netflix was those shows are set in the MCU, but in the MCU they don't exist. So. It's kind of like Daredevil is set yes, in the yeah, same yeah, universe yeah, yeah. as like it's affected by what happens in the films, but they don't exist in the world of the films, basically. Yeah, you know, mm. and that like it's been that way for a while, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. But they did a lot of stuff on that Avengers or that Agents yeah. of Shield show, and we got Peggy Carter, and we got the uh, Peggy Carter show is different because it was the two guys behind the Captain America films, so it's very much. They're they're no the the writers, so the writers of Civil War and Endgame and Infinity War and First Avenger they wrote the the I'm blanking on her name <laughs> they wrote that uh, Agent Carter they wrote that series so they were kind of hands on and it, it was a much smaller production as well I think it was eight episodes as opposed to like a full season so it is I think that one they probably they retained elements of it, you know, as like things like Jarvis. But uh, I think in terms of the plot, it it doesn't really factor in, you know. I liked. I actually liked Agent Carter. Thought it was good. Oh, I yeah, it was really good. Enjoyed yeah. it. Can't remember yeah. what season two is. There season two. 
There is, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that as well. Like, there's there's just been so much stuff at this point. Like, there's there's are the Runaways MCU? Nothing's MCU. There's the, there's the Runaways. There's Cloak and Dagger, Hellstrom, the Inhumans, uh, the Inhumans. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming back into the movies. You see that this is the thing that Wanda kind of allows for here now because they'll be able to go. All of these things exist in our multiverse. And I don't think they will, to be honest. No, it, I it don't think they want to. Like, yeah, like they're, you know, with the exception of like the first season of maybe something like Daredevil or Jessica Jones, they haven't been very good, and there's no reason to kind of keep them around. That. They they can keep they can keep the actors. Maybe you know, there, there's a rumor that. Charlie Cox will be in the next uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man film, but whether it'll be brought in as again a kind of some type of multiverse thing, or whether like he might be Matt Murdock, but the TV show might not have happened. But we have all of the the background of the character and him playing it yeah. to kind of to, to to start from, as opposed to him needing to be introduced from scratch. But like they they well, can kind of cherry pick what the, stuff they the, want to keep. What if you know? show is out this year, isn't it? Yeah, the animated one, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's going to be this year yeah. as well actually, I think. Yeah. Which I guess then brings us around to first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whole lot of murder. A lot of murder. Lots of dead people. No more than usual though. <laughs> really like I don't know, like that opening sequence, he he like it's great. It's actually really good. Like he's, I, that... he's been killing people since they first introduced him. I saw people talking about that and like, oh, you know, he killed someone. It's like, yeah, like he's he's not Batman. They, they've been killing people since the start. Like, I mean, well, Cap and the Winter Soldier, a lot of people in the side of you know, straight up murdered plenty of people, like kicking them off the boat and things like that. You know, it's, yeah, there's plenty of people. No, I know you, I know, yeah. I know what you're saying, but it's just kind of like, um, like, and like here, look, kind of like, is being killed worse than being like, brainwashed and manipulated to live some sort of torturous existence in some person's mental breakdown and you know it's like i'd probably rather well, die even, <laughs> even super powered steve rogers giving you a front kick to the sternum i'm yeah probably pretty sure too. that's not not great you know dead yeah, yeah. Um, here i'm not complaining about it I, I enjoyed it you know um but i like, you know it was it was cool to watch it and uh, was that of, george st pierre in the french stuff yeah so it was Batrock. Yep. The Leaper. It was Batrock yeah. the Leaper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, he was back. But um but like I just yeah, it's just to say like that opening sequence for me, it's just like, yeah, this is great. Like this is top quality like m- like movie stuff on TV, you know. And it's funny because like it said that to me when I was like twelve that you know like kind of Marvel are gonna be huge and they're gonna have like they're gonna make TV as good as like your blockbuster movie. I would have been like, No way, like no way. Marvel would never be like that popular that big you know and it's just it's it's taken this kind of long to kind of just be watching a show with that kind of budget i know there's been shows in the past with it but it's just like in terms of comparing it to the t- to the movies it's on par like you know i loved it when we were growing up it was it's a jd salinger's kid with rubber ears playing captain america oh yeah yep yeah yeah was it a kid or a grandson I don't know. Yeah, I don't the know. Rubber ears is, is a... the rubber ears is brutal. The whole rubber suit was brutal. Uh, the wasn't that the one with the red skull rat? There was a rat that like they had the red skull on. I'm not sure. I mean, I I there was one VHS of that in extra vision. And I rented it every week for about eight months. <laughs> yeah, same. I think it's yeah, like I it's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where, and I think that doesn't that finish. Isn't it final fight in that in Italy or something or Greece? I can't remember, but uh, I think so. Yeah. There's a scene in it where like there's a there's a caged rat, and it's, they're basically talking about like the Germans kind of effort to create the super serum and stuff, and there's a caged rat in it. I think I I could be so wrong. I just remember that like the face of the rat was all messed up, and I was like, is that meant to be like a rat red skull? You know, it was so nice. weird. Great movie though. Great great movie. Just great. as good as the Nick Fury one. Yeah, the Nick Fury show with Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was brilliant as well. That was classic. Yeah. <laughs> um so the Batrock the Leaper Big Owl kicks on that guy. You're covering distance when he hits you. Is he is he super powered? I don't think so. I mean he I think he probably 
is in the comics, but he's mm. not in the MCU. No, I don't think so. He's just. But he first, he, he must be because he first off against Captain America. Yeah, didn't but he, he lost. <laughs> he did. He lost pretty quickly though. Yeah. Um, the um, he's like he's like uh, Black Widow kind of power in terms of not yeah. super, but like would yeah. be above average. Yeah. But whoever and like uh, skipping ahead slightly, that the guy in the mask during that robbery sequence, like Flag he was smasher. tossing people around. Yeah. What did you call him? Flag smasher, isn't it? Have they like? Yeah, they they they've named them. Yeah, no, they they, they named them. Yeah, the yeah the group is called the Flag Smashers, but there was a Flag Smasher, I think, in the comics, and he was just kind of like a anti borders, anti like he just he was just kind of like. Yeah, just like, just yeah, kind of anti-capitalism, wasn't he? I don't remember. Yeah, they've essentially made it a group instead of being this one guy, and uh, I think it's okay. The they've changed the name. I can't remember the character's name, but they've changed it so that it's a female, and she's probably the the leader of them. But like in terms of the costume and stuff, it's quite different. But uh, I think his name was like Carl something, and the character's name would be Carrie instead. But um. But yeah, so that was a, that was a girl kicking the, the people's asses. No, thing? but okay, there's there's an actress who who would be playing who's going who has the name of I think she it looks like she's in the scene, but she's wearing the mask or else they've got the same kind of similar hair. But um, okay, they didn't focus on her too much, so maybe that's going to be kind of a a bit of a reveal in an episode or two. Then that uh, hmm. it's a girl. What? Like. Wh- what I was trying to sort of get at was, are we going to find out that Batrock is with that group and there's some super serum shit going on? Like, is he going to get some... There's definitely some super-powered stuff, but I, I don't know if... They're going to um, Iron Man tree it. I don't know if Batrock will be back, though. I don't think. But he's survived, but yeah. I reckon, he's survived, yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. he'll be back, to be honest. He might be, yeah. yeah. The last time we saw him was a Winter Soldier-based product. Um, What did you think of uh, Sam immediately giving up the shield like we see him well immediately though he's had it for a while right I'd imagine it, it didn't like how how far after the it's event six months after Endgame I think is it six months okay well yeah, yeah. yeah. he's barely parted with it pretty fast I think that's what the show is going to be about you know the fact that you know part of it is to do with his own you know kind of discomfort with it and then whether that's kind of an insecurity or whether it's a kind of consciousness of, you know, the state of race relations in America, kind of knowing what the symbol means and then kind mm. of part of it's just, you know, he, he thinks it belongs to somebody else. And I think the other part then is race is obviously going to be a big part of the of the show and about, you know, not just who should have it, but, you know, wanting to take on the the kind of mantle and then knowing that everything that goes with it yeah especially you know like it's it's it the show is the the show can't possibly ignore the kind of race issue in america right now Mm. it's got to reflect it in some way and and that's like it might not be the tone in the world of the mcu but it's very much going to be where i think sam's head is at is like i can't take this where you know knowing how people feel about Yes, people with the saying. same skin color as yeah. me, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that's kind of. Yeah, I think it's going to address that. Yeah, that's interesting. Which yeah. is good. Yeah, it's good. And then, like, so it's not U.S. agent. It's he. It is. I think it's Captain America. They introduced him as Captain America. Well, they introduced him as Captain America, but yeah. the the character he's playing is John Watts. John Walker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't the, the the mask doesn't look great on him? He looks like somebody else. I I think. I wonder is that kind of deliberate, like he straight, looks like Casey Neistat. straight away we're kind of supposed to go, no, hmm. who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, he, he reminds me of the guy, you know, in Silicon Valley, uh, you have the guy who, um, you have the main character, obviously, who's a wreck, and then you have his really uptight kind of PA person. Yeah, he has a look of him in it, and it's so weird, and his ears are all bent in it, and it's just like, it doesn't, it do, like I hear, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's just like, it's obviously not Captain America and they're not trying to make like, it Captain he America. Does, he, he does have, especially with the vibe of that scene, that sort of like, you know, like the the theater kid or the glee club with like the male cheerleader guy running out to do his bit where it's like. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, this makes sense. Like he's doing the the promo, but he's not playing football. He's, he's, he's Captain America from Captain America. Uh, yeah, from the, the USO Avenger. tour and stuff. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. and that's that's cool. And that's kind of my question as well. Is like when we're going to see this unfold. Is like, are they using him as the marketing tool again, or are they expecting him to have powers or have a have a like an active role in military i imagine he'll have powers but then their their intention will be that they want to use him the way they intended to use cap in the first avenger so he that was pro- making a shit ton of them wasn't it prototype for dozens yeah but i, I mean I, i'd imagine they probably did give him powers and then you know they, they kind of want to have him under under thumb basically i think but I, I think it's if he has powers, I think that that story has to connect then in some way to the flag smashers and them having powers. Like where where is it coming from? Is it? I think in the credits there's there's a couple of shots in the credits where they're showing the vials of the the serum. So I think there's definitely going to be an element of that. And then I don't know if you guys are aware of another actor who's been cast in it. So like it's out there. It's kind of public. They haven't hidden it, but if you're not aware of it yet. Um, maybe you'd prefer to kind of stay in the dark a bit about it. Well, leave it vague then. Um, if if it's gonna be like a like if it's something that's actually out there and might give something away, let's hold off it. I like our supposition, but not uh. It's like it, it's a piece I don't of, like informed it, conversation. It's a piece. It's a piece of casting, and they they named who he's playing. And if if you know the comics, you know who that character is. What is it? Is it so, like? Is it kind of like um? Oh God, I can't think of his name at the moment. Um, uh, he plays Everett in Avengers. Um, Everett, he's isn't it Everett? I'm pretty sure it's Everett. He's a uh, like a Shield or FBI agent or something, and he's the guy who captures Schmiegel. Uh, Martin Freeman. Is it that kind of? Is that that kind of role, or is it a superhero role? Um, kind of more superhero role. Um, because like you know, like J- people thought was J- uh, James Spade, Spader, mm-hmm. uh, that he was going to be like the Crimson Cowl or something in One Division, and he's on their IMBD and everything. And it's just like I really think that like if enough people get behind, oh maybe Brian was saying it, but if enough people get behind something like online, like it kind of like. It just kind of almost like auto generates it that like oh yeah like he's he's like enough people have said it he's yeah on if you go to the actual that. IMD page it won't be there but if you look at on the Google the first yeah well, there's, kind of come the searches there's so much room like whatever they were doing to um could, what's his name Kowalski the guy who became the abomination like there was definitely some super soldier shit in the MCU government going on there. We've got the post uh, Civil War, like those guys must have got into. Remember the the dead Winter Soldiers that Zemo killed. Yes, yep. You know, like Howard Stark was trying to recreate the Super Soldier Serum there, um, and we've got the red, white, and black storyline as well, which I don't know if that will work its way over from the comics, but like the idea that they tested the Super Soldier Serum on um, black. American yeah so like you, you've guy. heard of the tuskegee uh syphilis study yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's kind of gonna reference that but yeah it was tested on essentially there was a there was a black captain america before cap because they tested the serum on on black people first and the series is going to go there what do you reckon it is is it oh yeah 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 I mean, I, it it would make sense, but like yeah. just because we've got the Winter Soldier to tie into it as well, it, it's like oh, we could get that element in there also. Yeah, um, like I mean, like it, it's you know, if if the show already just on the surface is about you know a black person taking on the the mantle yeah. and the symbol and the responsibility, and then especially like you know we said with the kind of climate, and then when you've got the fact that there is in the comics. This, this question around the serum and the serum being used on on black people first then yeah and then so the fact you've got other people with powers in the present and where they're getting their powers from and i think it i think it is gonna it's gonna go there like they, they've they've already announced uh an actor and i'm pretty sure they've announced who he's playing as well and 
that's kind of been more or less confirmed yeah i i did hear like now again just you hear stuff online i did hear though that they're still trying to push the inhuman aspect of the is it a tarragon gas or whatever and all that kind of stuff they're still trying to push that. Mm. They're still trying to get it into the MCU. Origin mists. Yeah, or yeah. They're still it? trying to. They're still trying to get it in the MCU, which is really weird. Well, I think there's an element of that's an interesting way to get you to mutants as well. So, like, the internet can can theorize away on that as well because you know everybody's there are ideas running amok. I think they're going to do that yeah. through Eternals because Eternals is essentially it's in so humans. close to what in the Inhumans are. Yeah. And I don't think we'll see in humans, not until after X-Men anyway, at least, if it's something that they want to revisit. But I think in the meantime, Eternals is is Feige's uh, second shot at doing the Inhumans. Yeah, and it I really think, is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, if they bring up the mists in that, then that's your kind of backdoor into it. But I think whatever they, whatever way they choose to kind of explain the eternals and their presence that would probably be because I, the thing you got to remember as well is like whatever they come up with for remembering that they they always want to be as faithful as they can to the origins because that's that's what's keeping you know, the kind of core audience happy whatever way they bring mutants in they've got to allow for apocalypse being there somewhere in the past and apocalypse is essentially there you know between you know who the kind of three biggest villains in in the X Men, you know, is kind of right up there. There's, now I'm not saying they, they might they might never go near Apocalypse, but they so. they've they've got to kind of keep the that that window open for themselves, and they can't say you know mutants only existed since you know the the snap or whatever because mm. then they've no Apocalypse unless they want to change his backstory dramatically, which isn't what they tend to do with with the characters that you know what's kept people happy is how faithful they've been for the most part with bringing them to the screen i think i think i think i could be wrong about the x-men and like i might just have a fucking half view of this but like the thing i think people like about the x-men is present in those first few years of x-men comics and then yeah the comics go off and do whatever they do but time travel and space shit might be amazing but it's such a fucking nut and it's where you, I swear the minute Bishop appears the minute Days of Future Past happen it's great but it just messes up your timelines it messes up your continuities it's just a mess yeah Whereas it's too like, complicated let's, let's just get some let's just keep it simple yeah kids and X-Men fighting terrorists yeah. or something or you know just yeah. like when you think about know. as well I, I, what you're able to achieve with a a franchise that you might get three films out of you know because if you take these gigantic swings, I don't think they have to be big swings. Because like when, when when you look at what they've done, like you know, before any of these films came out, it was like, how are they going to do Thor and sell it? And then how are they like how is Thor in the same universe as Iron Man? And then how are they all going to come together in the Avengers? And then they just did, and it just it just worked. And I had no business working as well as it did, especially when like those three films were kind of you know average enough you mm. know um and then it was just like how the fuck did they they pull this off like they've got no like we kind of forget and then we you know when the winter soldier came out that was the first time where they successfully kind of said let's try do a different genre but also have it be superhero still still funny mm. and family friendly and a superhero and then when that came out it's like holy shit they they did it they and, nailed you know, it yeah people people forget it so quickly that it like yeah you know, it, it's done so much so well. And I think I think the fact that they've done it already, I don't think anything is really off the table in terms of like how bonkers the X-Men gets. I think there's there's stories that are just kind of very obviously you just don't go near because they're 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 messy and the second you introduce them you mess it up. But you could absolutely introduce the Shi'ar. Like we've had the Dark Phoenix twice. Uh, no proper hell, no proper hellfire club, no Shi'ar Empire. Like, just look at the Starjammers and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you know, mm. like we we've done Guardians. Chris Pratt's moved on. He's governor of fucking California. Like, what do we do next? We do Starjammers. Like, you know, <laughs> space pirates. It's like it's it's Guardians, but but more bonkers. Um, mm. 
I, I that think was off the Scott table. Summer's dad's group, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like but, but those are fantastic. That's those... a great example of like when that's a great example of like it, it can get so messy, you know? Because like, yeah, how many versions of like there's a couple of Emma uh, Frost's knocking around that, those X Men films before they settled on January Jones, and even then, I think there's a different one in Days of Future Past or something. Like they get a bit. Wobbly, especially if we're going to say, okay, but, but, but I, the, Cyclops' the, the, dad is out in space. The, the mistake they made there is like they didn't follow the source material closely enough. So they were like, oh, we're going to do that story, but we're just going to do our own fucking thing with it. And then they backed themselves into a real fucking well, corner with the story. It's just, what mutant can yeah. we get here? Whereas, like, if, if you say, hey, okay, we're going to have the Hellfire Club as the villains for like, you know, three movies. And that's going to launch into this. And that's going to be the stepping stone to that. Like Feige's done very well kind of planning out how to introduce each thing, how, how to say we're doing this storyline, but we're going to do it, you know, just differently enough to actually make it feasible. But all the stuff that people want to see and expect to see is in there. And like, that's what they've done very well, I think, so far. And I think, yeah, like, you know, the, the mistake with Days of Future Past was like, said it in the 60s or 70s but then these characters we introduced in first class are going to say the same age for the next fucking four decades how does that make any sense like just like made like it it, it was it's also the case of like kind of they would be better building up to age of apocalypse and doing that right as opposed to sticking it between two movies you know it's like they just try it's like it's like kind of i i don't know i won't go on too much time but it's just like i like the watchman movie and i think it works because that's when Zack Snyder is kind of reined in and he has to keep to one book. I think people kind of get a little bit confused when there's like so much source material and they're trying to get it all in. It just, it becomes a clusterfuck, you know? I, I was thinking about, um, I, I literally just said I want to bring us back to Winter Soldier here because um, we're going off on tangents, but you brought up Snyder and I was sitting no. there yesterday thinking about, <laughs> I was sitting there because it's on Sky. I was watching the, the film that we'll, we'll talk about at a later date. Um, going i've been such an apologist for Zack snyder on everything he's done in the past because 300 watchmen Donald is dead. he didn't do anything in those films that i wouldn't have fucking done really you know what i mean they're they're just big bombastic whatever i don't even know what to say but like i don't fault him on any of those things it's when we got to batman versus superman I think it's there in Watchmen, to be honest. Dawn of like, Justice. I, I think everything wrong with those films, it's it's all there to see in Watchmen, you know. It's... But I... Th- but it, the story's locked in place for him in those things. Mm. And I think that it's... Uh, coming up with anything original is where he's running into fucking trouble. Like, Sucker Punch is garbage. And I think... I think... You know, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and this Justice League thing. I I think these are where we got it. Like, what's the scriptwriter on Dawn of, or the Justice thing? Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio, like, yeah. It's when he's trying to come up with something that isn't like that isn't really really locked down for him to follow. I mean, the stuff that people like most in Batman vs. Superman is the Dark Knight Returns stuff. Mm. You know, he, that's what people reacted to when they announced it. Like he's doing Dark Knight Returns, he like he does bring comic book stuff well to screen, but it's just yeah. I think he makes a great trailer. And he is, just, you know. Yeah. Let's let let's move on then to like the Winter Soldier stuff of this because we talked a lot about Falcon and Cap. What did you think of um, Sebastian Stan's? I don't know intro term time. Real estate they gave him in this episode. I liked, like, I liked it. I think, I think I was a little bit. I was just like, maybe I was a little bit disappointed that he ended up like the old man that he goes to dinner with and have lunch with is the father of somebody killed. And I kind of feel like, you know, you if you're a super killer and even if you're hypnotizing blah blah, like there's a point where you have to draw a line, not get over it, but just understand that like, like you weren't yourself or you know those things. Yeah, but it's it's ninety years of fault, it, though, you know, like. I know, like, like and, and, and it's, 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 it's the most, it's the more, it's the most interesting part about the character, you know, like it's not his skills, it's not his metal arm, it's the fact that he was forced to do these things. Like that's where your story is. It's like mm-hmm. he's he's a hero who's 
you know, how that's what the story is. Is like how how can somebody kind of that, reconcile that's that a hell stuff? Of a Twelve step though. I think that's his own plan. Like you're you're making amends to go. You think it's his, his own plan? plan. Like she she, she gave him the rules him the... for trying to make amends, but I think it's his own thing yeah. that he. But because part of it is to, you know, it, on the one side it's people who benefited from his actions, and then on the other it's the the victims of it. And I think it's oh yeah, I think it's yeah, him yeah. trying to reconcile all of that. But then she gave him those those rules for engagement, basically. He still have we seen his? Oh, we have seen his arm. It's still silver, isn't it? No, it's it's the army has from. It's kind of black and gold. It's the army has from. Yeah. Oh, it was a black and gold. Yeah, okay, I can't remember. Yeah. No, it's a cool looking arm. But uh, like, to be honest, like I like it, and I like I like the way kind of she was just like, oh, show me your phone, even though that was probably very unprofessional. But like, show me your phone, and she's like, Sam texts you, you haven't texted him back, and it's kind of like, it's 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 like, I like how it's kind of like you know, it's like they're already setting the dynamic up for it, you know, like obviously we know they're going to come together, of course they are, but there's still like some resentment and hostility, and I'm sure the Winter Soldier isn't going to be impressed if Sam go up the shield all for some guy just to pick it up. You know? Yeah, I think there there was like, um, Bucky did not in any way grudge Sam that shield when Cap yeah. handed it to him, but I think he'll grudge him giving it away that easy. Yeah, probably. Or, or not 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 like he's going to really fucking be angry at him or be him. but you know what I mean. I think their relationship was always tense. Or, or comedically tense anyway. So for him to go, you did what, you know? Gives him room to sort of be sniping at each other. Do the odd couple bit. Um, do you think there's anything to be made of Madripoor being introduced in the series? I Did they say it in the first episode? They've shown it in the trailers that it's like, yeah, it's kind of clear. Who is it? What's that? Well, I, I think I think you're going to see Patch for sure. That's the thing. Will we? <laughs> Imagine. So, do you you know Madripoor? No, yeah. what's that? It, it's 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 like a yeah. Singapore it's kind of like Shanghai, or, Singapore, or, kind of yeah. Am I thinking yeah. of yeah? Um, it's it's a bit of Hong Kong, Singapore, Shanghai, but it's 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 fictional. Pushing the sort of pirate yeah, village. You, you've kind seen, of thing you've seen well. it. Yeah, that's why they there, didn't want. There's to. been very kind of famous cap stories set there, but Wolverine is also featured as well. And oh, okay. The, is there Wolverine? Okay, sort of, it's kind of a. It's kind of got a, especially because Cap's involved as well. It's kind of got like a Casablanca vibe thing to it. Like they both spent time there during. There, there's the war, a great you know? kind of Cap Wolverine yeah. Black Widow story set there. Um, it's very kind of iconic. Jim Lee one. Yeah, it's you, you've probably read it, Kev. It's oh. it's very good. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty yeah. sure I know it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. what's it called? Magipor. Ma- so it's basically Ma- Marvel's Madripoor, yeah. So it's basically Marvel's Shanghai Singapore mashup. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I see. I didn't read that era stuff. The, the Chris Claremont X Men stuff. With the, I think it's Claremont. He spent a lot of time with Wolverine there, and there was this old woman that ran a bar, and like she was just trying to, you know. I guess look out for him and apparently um, as far as Claremont was concerned he was setting her up to be Wolverine's mother but he, he never had, he had some bonker ideas for, for Wolverine uh, was that when Wolverine was Black Crane or something was it Black Korean wasn't he no Black <laughs> Crane Jesus no the Black Crane wasn't that something Wolverine had it's, it was a it was a Chris Claremont did the future or he did Days of Future Past and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, but wasn't there was some stage where Wolverine kind of like wasn't Wolverine? He, he, he mutated into like, a man. Yeah, that 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 was that was where Claremont wanted to go with the character. What? Eventually, he wanted to reveal. Yeah, he wanted to reveal that he wasn't actually a a mutant man. He, he was a, a Wolverine that mutated and became yes. this. Yeah, yeah. So Wolverine isn't. He's not a human mutant. He's a Wolverine mutant. That's where he yes, wanted to yeah, go I with it. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he is a mutant yeah. Wolverine that took the form of a man. Yeah, <laughs> let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's an anthropomorphized. Uh, I don't know. Though, though, like, 
comics are fun, but like <laughs> they're not though. <laughs> like Wolverine, Sabretooth, Wild Child, Dakan, Remus, Romulus—they're all Lupin. Like it's the notion that they're a parallel human evolution or parallel humanoid evolution descended from wolves rather than yeah. apes. So they're not. That's that's the current. Is it? Um, is those people oh, aren't wow. humans? Okay. I think so. Yeah, that's the current canon as I read it. They aren't human mutants. They're the evolutionary path of a canine or. There's a reason I started species. stopped reading these for for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I am getting kind of like I'm getting a little self conscious at this point of my like my comic book knowledge stopping about 10 years ago and I'm going right I need to read more because I'm losing I'm losing contact with whatever the hell is going on like I, they're, they're basically unrecognizable to me at this point well uh, I won't get into it but I did read Jupiter's Legacy I think I was saying it to you guys I read Jupiter's Legacy and uh, I do I do recommend reading it possibly for watching the the series in May but uh, but yeah I'm definitely I'm out of touch with comics and the MCU in a sense. However, I think everything they're using is pretty much our our, our generation stuff. So far, yeah. It's the most influential well, the stuff. the generation before us. Yeah, the generation before but, us, but like, we grew up reading their things, you know? But the, but the thing is, that's moving on. That's absolutely moving on with Ironheart and um, yeah, true. everything else that's coming down the pipeline. And I, I want to enjoy that as much as I've enjoyed this stuff, so I feel like I want to go and read a bunch more stuff that I haven't. But it's so easy to like, you know, once you've spent your childhood and a few years in your 20s reading serialized middle act comics over and over and over again, it's really easy to go, I'm going to read an independent that is three volumes and done. Yeah, I know. You know yeah, and, yeah. And you kind that's, of go down that. That's honestly what happened to me with Marvel. I was just, I think I was reading, reading time I was reading, is it David Fincher's? Um, I always get confused, David Fincher, David Fincher. Uh, his David run Finch on Moonlight. And then Captain yeah. America came into it. And it was something like, kind of, oh, you want to read what happened between this interaction or whatever, you have to pick up Captain America number two, you know? And it was just like, yeah. I, I'm a broke-ass college student. I literally picked, like, a, a book that I could read, like, say, like, a, a single issue type of thing I could read and keep up with and not have to be involved in the Civil War and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it just bummed me out. Yeah. I ended up switching over to Dark Horse, reading Hellboy that's, in the game. That's part of what had me fall off I think was you know like Spider Island where everybody got spider powers and then it was you know there was a big X-Man event yeah, that was for, across for me, every book and then there was a they did they for me it was that whole traitor storyline like I was reading that for I don't know how many years it was just like when are they going to wrap this thing up you know um, just like there's a traitor to the X-Men and they're all going to die and it was just like especially as well like given how young I was when I was reading those kind of stories for the first time I think it was maybe 12 so like I didn't really get that there was just these big tentpole stories that you know they would just reverse in in a year Sp- or two. So like when I heard like yeah. that, yeah, you know, there's a storyline in this where they all die. I was like, well, why would they do that? Why would they? Why would they kill off my favorite things in the world? I'm 12 years old. <laughs> um, and then that story just dragging yeah. on. I was just like, I don't give a fuck now. I just you know I just kind of lost interest. There was a part of me as well that was just aware of. It was around the same time, like there was just stories about Marvel going completely bankrupt, and even even though I didn't really understand the in- industry or the kind of you know the, the kind of money behind it, I still kind of had this cynical part where it's just it's like money grabbing tough. Yeah, this is a mess. You know, like, even though I didn't understand it, I just had a sense that yeah, that there isn't a steady hand kind of guiding this stuff. It's just churning stuff out, and yeah, that that's another thought that occurred to me with the um with the, the Justice League movie. But I, I I know I'm going back to this a lot. But the the he he had like walking through the hallways of the spaceship and all the different suits come out and he has to be in the black suit. And like I think Zack Snyder makes a film equivalent of the nineties holographic foil covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comic books. Do you know what I mean? Like it, You're selling me like, on this more. Go on. <laughs> Batman has goggles and four vehicles and different shoes and different boots and you've got the walking around Batman and the, the Arctic Batman, like the, the toys, desert Batman. The I love it. I love it. Um, yes. So, so um, Bucky's story then was we saw him with his therapist. Um, 
really weird close-ups? Or it's, like, did you think that scene was a bit his ter- oddly shot? His, like that is extreme close-up to the. Audience? I don't think it's it was weird. Therapist, Doctor Quinn. Sorry, is this, is this therapist Doctor Quinn medicine woman? No. Looks like her. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> looks looks a lot like her. Jane Seymour. Um, we should do a podcast. No, I, I, I can see I can see the resemblance, but it doesn't look like her. But I, I see what you That's mean. Why I, have I, I, see, I see where you're coming from. Skinny, skinny old white lady. I th- I, th- I think it was just kind of a visual language that. Yeah, it's just kind of just to show the tension. Yeah, he's he yeah. feels trapped, yeah. so it's compressed space. Um, you're not seeing um, his full self; you're seeing literally one side of him. You know. Um, I just trying to remember what else we had. We had a little flashback of his action, and then he goes on the date, and then the rest of the episode is given over to Sam and his sister. All right, but uh, hang on. Like, why isn't or why wasn't Tony Stark? bankrolling the Avengers why does Sam have to get a bank loan <laughs> yeah what the hell Tony's yeah, a cheapskate <laughs> plus if Kylie Jenner can get bloody a GoFundMe started so she can be the youngest self-made millionaire well she, she's not a billionaire is the thing there you see um, none of these people are billionaires they're all self-proclaimed I know. billionaires and I know I know it's, like, it's almost like she doesn't actually have all that money at all and maybe this whole lifestyle she's living is a is the pretense no, I, I get, I get why they had to do that with the story because they want to create that situation. But um, it's pretty shitty at the same time. Yeah, it like when I was thinking that as well, I was thinking like, what is the level of specialization that Sam has here? Because that jetpack, the original illusion was that was part of his team, like he and his wingman. Like this was a squad of people that flew around in these fucking things. But then his is particularly well. He, he said wingman. I mean, like advanced and Stark tech as we go on. Like they never said explicitly that they were both flying them. He this said it was his squad. wingman, and he said, like I think he said he he said something to do with his parachute. Yeah. Um, so it, they didn't make it clear that the Falcon thing was what he was referring to or did the falcon thing come after that or before it or or was he actually talking about that when his wingman died um so maybe they'll maybe they'll revisit that yeah like what i took from it was the sort of implication that this was kind of a a, whether or not it was a, a an experimental kind of sas squad of specialized flyers um it does seem now like if he's the only one doing it like I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. Your most extreme military guys, your Navy SEALs, there's good money there, right? They get paid well, don't they? I don't think so. Just by the time he's looking for a bank loan for his boat. I think they work a lot that they, they don't spend, actually have to They spend have to all pay, that spend money training money. you. I think they've got to go like private military after that point, and then that's it's a very different line of work. It's a very shady line of work. So they spend all that money training you. Risk your life. Well, you see, that's the thing. Uh, like, you know, I guess you know, he's more than his training. He's, he's, you know, he's a hero because of, you know, his values and who he is. Yeah, Uh, it's not just his skills. You know, like the Falcon you're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you know, just yeah, the Falcon. Like, it's like it's like the it's like Iron Man. It's like it's not like the suit is Tony Stark, and it's not the weapons or the wings or whatever. It's it's Sam and I really I know it sounds stupid but I really believe in that I I quite liked yep. I always liked the Falcon as a kid growing up you know and I know this sounds really weird but like maybe it's it's like kind of <laughs> I probably had the fucking low side of esteem or something but I liked like I I read a lot of Captain America and the Falcon I liked the Falcon you know he wasn't the leading dude yeah. but he was going toe to toe with the leading dude oh, that's great Look, and he didn't have to there's a lot of those you know there's a lot of those characters who like I didn't necessarily even read a comic book I had a top trump's deck and yeah. just stare at the illustration yeah, same. and go yeah. that is an amazing that was my intro to those stingray characters char- no is it stingray i think so yeah stingray i think yeah. Is a, yeah. it's a great looking costume yeah. i have no idea what that character ever did costume's amazing yeah fair yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but i like yeah i like sam it's like it's like i know it's like wonder man was another one the, i loved and it's like there's like no reason why i loved wonder man and the vision back in those days because they weren't particularly like huge characters you know 
but I loved him. The Gardener. Gardener. Seven foot two. <laughs> overpowered as fuck. You got that card and you won every round. I have never read a comic book with the Gardener in it. That's hilarious. I don't even remember him. I remember that. He, he was the fucking get out of jail free top trump card if you got him because... He was he, he, he's, he was going to win. He could beat Galactus if you knew, if you played the right category. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. Who did those illustrations? I've never uh, been able to find out for certain. We 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 did we yeah. did look that up. It's crazy. Looked it up loads. Yeah. yeah, I found an Instagram that had all of them on it, but I just never said the artist on it. I think it could have been Basima or Ditko, possibly, or who else? There was one other one. Not Ditko. Um, uh, I think I have John Byrne in my head for some reason, but I don't. I think you're closer with Basina. Yeah, not sure. Um, I'm sure Sam was wishing he held onto that shield though, because um, that would have fetched a pretty penny if he really wanted that bank loan. <laughs> that is some yeah. collateral to put, like Captain America's vibranium shield. Like the vibranium alone, it's like having a fucking queen's gold ring. The gold is worth some money, but the history yes, is. Yeah, yeah. But surely, like he could kind of cash. Like, come on, it's. 2021 don't forget you know he could like to a degree have some sort of like not influencer profile but definitely some sort of like following on social media like and if he set up like a, a bow company that like you know f- the falcons fried shrimp it's just like I, I think that i think that's what he's trying to do basically <laughs> but he did because you yeah. know you know a couple of billion people came back all of a sudden and you know it did create this this kind of strain and the i think the the loan manager says that, you know, under the old rules, you would have gotten this, but things are tighter now because a lot of people came back out of nowhere. So, yeah, yeah. It's like all of a sudden, like. And that'll probably relate to the kind of flag smashes because, you know, they think that the things were better. Yeah. World was better so. without it. Yeah. I mean, it would be. Really, yikes. But. So. We're just coming up to an hour here, and I think that's a good a good way to. I, I do. I do want to say one thing, or kind of pose one more question. Uh, if Brian's saying something, I no, want to say can't. something. Go no. on, Brian. Say I just want now. to say hello to my mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Weekly releases, as opposed to all at once. I think it works better for Falcon and Winter Soldier. The episodes are a bit longer, but it didn't work for Wandavision for me. Like the episodes are quite short fun bus yeah they're trying to fit that yeah but it, it just a format the 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 30 minutes of content seven yeah minutes like the, the, there's a couple of episodes of there's a couple of episodes of wandavision are 20 minutes basically i think we i was gonna say yeah because yeah. i think 22 minutes is the average length i could be wrong but and that's the thing like i think they could have done the whole tv format thing like there's no reason for it to be in four three you know they could have just had it at the start in four three and then expanded out and then the characters in mm. the real world are watching it in four three on the on the tv but there's no reason to do it for three or four episodes you know it's like w- once you do it once you don't need to see it every other episode it's like yeah i i, I get it like there's no benefit from continuing to do it past past the first episode and even then i don't think you need to go to the end of the episode and i think i get the like yeah it was a gag yeah. that had its kind of thing once i didn't mind it i don't mind it because I, I understand that like feck it it's the type of show it is but I, I don't i don't i didn't mind it at the time but i just think i think those are a couple of things i would have changed i would have like maybe removed that and then have a few episodes run together as one episode rather than like I, I don't think the twenty minute thing was necessarily to fit the sitcom format. I think it was more that they were spreading it out over that many episodes, you know. Mm. Um, so I'm mm. glad to see that. You know, I'd still prefer to watch everything kind of all at once. Um, but yeah, I think the first episode of Falcon anyway was forty minutes or thereabouts. So I'm assuming the rest of them will will yeah. be that length too. But yeah, it didn't work for me. Like by the, I enjoyed the episodes, but. I'm 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 also much more likely to watch to rewatch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's it's a bit longer and I'm kind of like maybe this is something I missed, but you know in one division mm. the episode's twenty minutes long it's like no I yeah it's it's all in there <laughs> I I didn't miss anything you know don't need to watch it again. I watched one division as you know kind of just in one sitting, and I loved it. But saying that I completely because I know what I'm like myself anyways. But I know if I had to watch that week by week I would have found it mm-hmm. so infuriating. Yep. 
That was all. Well, there you go. Um, that's about an hour of the, the lock-in podcast with Falcon and Winter Soldier season. Let's come back next Saturday. Might be better again next mm-hmm. week. Um, after we've all had a chance to watch episode two. Saturday this week. As we roll into our second year of lockdown, um, <laughs> all of our media will I've be... I've never heard anybody refer to like that before. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? Um, <laughs> Disgusting the last film I saw in the cinema was Tenet. It, was it wasn't very, very good, really. Now that we've had time to think about it, it's kind of bad, wasn't it? No, it I was didn't bad. like it from day no, one. No, no neither did it. I, but it was just, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was just I like, said it. just the more I think about it, it's just like, God, that was like, that was, that was bad. That was properly bad. Waste so bad. of time. Nonsense. Yeah. That, um, that whole bit, that whole bit with the fire it. trucks in the middle, it's just like, this look, this, this what looks crap. This? And it, it doesn't look good. It's boring location. Like, just like, whose idea was this? This is awful. <laughs> just, God, that was a bad film. That was a bad film. He's an overrated director. He, he's Zack Snyder with a British accent. Let's just, let's just put it out there. And he's not even British. He's American. Come on. For God's sake. Grow up. Grow <laughs> up.